Jack, Levi, the book club from hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack, co-first amongst equals of the community-minded cooperative outreach and valued consumer politburo of the board of fulfilment experts with the book club from hell. Quick question, is there any value to self-inflicted blunt force trauma to the head? The answer depends on whether you're a blue-pilled cuckold or an ascending looks-max acolyte. Bone-smashing. The act of beating yourself senseless to get superior facial aesthetics. I'm not exaggerating. It is a fringe movement, populated by people who think that if they hit themselves enough in the face, their bones will grow and they'll look like a more masculine version of an ancient Greek statue. It was through my purely academic research into bone-smashing that I came across the author of Natural Law, the text which Levi and I are unpacking this episode. His name? Yuri, an inhabitant of Zurich, who publishes videos on YouTube under the name Indigenous Swiss. These videos detail his thoughts and musings on subjects ranging from women, motivation and, you guessed it, bone-smashing. I was desperate to understand the philosophical underpinnings of bone-smashing. Upon being introduced to this discipline, Levi was too. Fortunately for us, natural law by Indigenous Swiss held the answers we sought. Enjoy. Looks maxes, black pill types, people who spend time on looks max forums, have really weird taste in men. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They obsess over men that that women don't seem that interested in. And of course, women aren't the sole measure of male attractiveness. However, most of these people, or dare I say all of these people, are obsessed with landing themselves a big titty goth GF. So... In that context, in the black pill context, I would say actually a woman's judgment of how a man looks is so important as to be maybe the only factor to be considered <laughs> or that should be considered by them. And they pick fucking weird looking dudes. They've they pick got really strange looking dudes. They they love those squinty eyes, which I think some people are into, but they seem to think that unless you have eyes that are about half a millimeter wide at the widest <laughs> point, then you're, you're a Neanderthal and no one will ever have sex with you. I yeah, saw a bunch strange. of them saying like that, a... that Brad Pitt's average, that Henry Cavill, who might be the most handsome man to have ever lived, is average. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. He looks like he was, he was designed in a lab. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He played Superman, hey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His jaw's <laughs> the size of a tectonic plate. It's... Yeah, he's average, is he? Yeah, he's just average. <laughs> He's like, he, he, he's like uh, the platonic ideal of yeah. a handsome man. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and they think he's average, hey, because his, his jaw's not strong enough or what? I don't know what their problem is, but <laughs> they, they don't like him. They know better. So for <laughs> listeners, we've, we've started going down the black pill looks max rabbit hole. Which Mostly is a pretty natural next step after reading. Very natural Bronze next Age step. And uh, Mike Ma. I well, think they're no, sort of they're, adjacent. Yeah, I'd say they're adjacent. Neither of yeah. them, I imagine, are, are, are black pill incels. No, I don't think they are. I think they have a little bit more self respect. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is us dipping our toes in the water of. I think of this looks is a very maxing. deep pond. 
a, a deep pool. Yeah. The looks maxing, uh, bone smashing subgenre on the internet. I think there's a and that's, there's a horrible that's how, kraken at the bottom of this pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how we learned about the person whose whose work we're going to be looking over this episode. Indigenous Swiss. He's on YouTube. This guy called and he's getting Yuri. more views than us. Oh, a lot more. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, like thousands, four thousand views a video. Yeah, he's um, I think he lives in Zurich. I think he mentioned that he's a Swiss guy called Yuri. AKA indigenous Swiss who's here to help you incels ascend to looks um, max. And, and Jack, how exactly did you, cause so just so people know we're in the middle of reading the big book for our next sort of proper book episode, which is Prometheus rising, which is an interesting, an interesting uh, sort of pseudoscientific uh, woo woo book which is a lot yeah. of fun but whilst we're reading that we want to still put out content and jack sent me a message like hey <laughs> check out this guy he sent me his uh a pdf of his stuff and uh this guy is very strange you can find him on youtube indigenous swiss um and he's got nearly five thousand subscribers and he does many things to enhance his, his looks. <laughs> how exactly did you, how did you find this guy, Jack? Um, well, I was, I was looking around on, on LooksMax forums to see if I could find some content for the podcast, and I did. Oh, yeah, sure, I you were successful. just looking for content. You were just looking for content, weren't you, Jack? Just <laughs> I, want, I want to ascend. I want to ascend to Chadhood or beyond. Giga Chadhood. What Giga comes Chadhood, after Giga that's Chad? not possible. What comes after it's, Giga Chadhood? I don't know what comes after. I think it's Ernest Kalimov is the, the <laughs> Russian model of Giga Chad. What, I would, no, I found, you, this, I found this guy Ernest because I found Calum. there's this particular Calum. way to looks max to improve your facial aesthetics called bone smashing, which... Basically takes, so in orthopedics, there's this concept called Wolf's Law, which is by, I forget his whole name, but it was, it was some German, German doctor in the 19th century noted that basically if you change the loading of a bone, then the bone's internal structure will be altered to reflect that loading. So, so the bone will, will grow and adapt to that load such that it can transfer force from the load more efficiently and so it becomes stronger. So these people took that to mean if I regularly injure my bones in the places that I want bigger, it will get bigger in those places. So if you want to get those slick cut zygos, a jaw of the gods, a hunter brow ridge, then what you've got to do is punch yourself in the face regularly or even better <laughs> hit yourself in the face with a hammer just in those spots that you want to be chiseled and they'll grow and so this guy indigenous swiss was recommended on some of these forums as a either a luxmax autist or a, a luxmax god who will help all of us ascend and, and it's, Jack uh, is not being hyperbolic either. No, no. A lot of this guy's videos are literally <laughs> him literally punching himself in, the face. himself in the face. Yeah. He's, he, and it, there's this one I liked where he got his little hammer and he wanted, he wanted to increase the definition of his eye socket. <laughs> so he started like <laughs> tapping just sort of like the upper inside, like the sort of outer 
um, bit of his eye socket. <laughs> like, and he's the premise of the video was you can even do this in public. Like, there's no shame in doing this. Yeah, in how so good was that? He was, in a, he was in a park, Bone like, smashing, smashing in himself. Public, but he just started in slamming himself in the with face a, with a hammer in a park. <laughs> Yeah, that was, was like, <laughs> what the fuck is it going on? <laughs> and this guy's got a um a gum road, and you can yeah. buy you can buy his content. He's got like three. He's got he's got three things on Gum Road. They're like mm. fifty uh fifty. What what is the so Swiss currency? There are, he's got <laughs> they're three, like eighty bucks three, Australian. Yeah, he's got three ebooks. One of which is called Natural Law and is free. So naturally, that is the one that we've chosen to read for this episode. One of them is called like because Warrior Skull or something anybody's. and is 99 euros, which is, it shows a degree of self-confidence if you think, oh, my book's worth 99 euros. When it's niche Jack. <laughs> yeah. He knows his market. He's got he knows the information, his worth. right? <laughs> he knows his worth. That's right. And then one of them is, I think, 49 Swiss francs. I don't know what the Swiss franc Australian dollar conversion is, but it's it's a it's lot like of money. One point six, so it's like it was like eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. That. I'm not. <laughs> if this episode gets unbelievable traction, then I would consider <laughs> laying down some cash for, for his other works. But look, hey, listeners, barring that eventuality, pay, then pay and have a budget beyond our ten trillion dollar studio. Yeah, my ten trillion dollar <laughs> studio, which is if you want us to actually be able to kitchen. buy these books, a, 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 an eighty dollar book from an then you better keep on sharing our shit so that we can actually monetize this fucking podcast. <laughs> or we'll just get good at. And we will smashing. be. I mean, yes, <laughs> Levi, your your zygos could be a lot bigger. You don't. Uh, you I don't look every masculine part and dangerous. Could be a lot bigger. <laughs> I want more prominent eyebrow ridges and zygos and uh, mm-hmm. a man- mandible. If I could just rip the mandible out of like an elk or something and replace my mandible, that's what I would do. Yeah, I nice. don't think that sort of uh, cross-species <laughs> surgery is, is legal <laughs> in, a, in Australia, but maybe in less scrupulous regions I can... I can I'm sure. Why not in Russia? So one, one of the... From another animal. One of the... Um, it's not necessarily popular in that a lot of people go and do it but it's widely discussed on LooksMax forums a surgical mm. technique that you can get done in russia and turkey that i know of and probably other places <laughs> places <laughs> which aren't so resolutely anti-chad and anti-masculine as the anti-chad the, the effeminate pussified west uh, where you can have your it's it's ephemeral lengthening surgery oh, where yeah, basically hectic. they just smash your femurs in the, you know, like give Adam you a mid shaft fracture, basically, and then just hold them in traction. <laughs> so they grow together. So what do they put? Longer. Do they put like um, like a rod there or something to make sure it doesn't? I think sh- no. Like I think I think they they internally fixate them with with a plate and screws. I think <laughs> at least because they they had pictures of X rays, and so I'm only judging from seeing like a plain film and, of this guy. And how much do they do? Like so I don't know if in sure. a single break or do they do they put oh, it a in few centimeters at least. widen it. A few centimeters. That's a proper. Yeah, that's a proper and the bone, gap. But the thing is, the bone that grows back is not going to be particularly high quality bone. Your fracture risk there is going to be so high that it's. What's the? I rate don't know if it if it needs to be said explicitly. Their legs, but <laughs> after yeah, the I don't know if it needs to be said explicitly. And look, I was never. 
I'm not saying I'm a fantastic doctor, but <laughs> I know enough to say this is a fucking stupid idea. Like this is <laughs> this is such a bad idea. No one should get limb lengthening surgeries unless it's for a clear medical indication. Like one leg is longer than the other and it's hurting your hips and back. But even then, there are just better ideas. Like wear a, wear a, wear a shoe yeah, like with a larger sole than the other shoe. It's <laughs> This is just... It's so dumb. Who needs legs? You should just chop them both off and get some blades. You know? <laughs> so long as you can be Like those Olympic sprinters who have, as who we have know, propellers on their legs. A, a, woman's, a woman's perception of your attractiveness is proportional to how tall you are. And there's no limit. Just the tall you are, the, the better taller you are. are. The more freakish you are. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a strange community, isn't it? The looks maxing stuff. It's, it's really worrying. I was reading comments on Indigenous Swiss's um, videos uh, mm. and looking at some of the looks max forums. I get the overwhelming sense that these mostly... Boys, I imagine, like young men, probably in their early I think it's 20s. exclusively young men. Yeah, there might be a few older dudes, but mm. I assume it's mostly young men. Man, like we've all had, you know, doubts about our looks and stuff, but these yeah. these guys are just like next level, man. <laughs> I actually, I actually started feeling really sorry for them, to be to be honest. Yeah, I st- I've, I felt sorry for them. And started feeling really insecure about my looks. And so I thought, no, I've got to fucking stop this. I've got to get off these, these forums. He started reaching towards a hammer. <laughs> yeah, just irresistibly having to hold myself back. Put some Botox in, smash yourself in the face with a hammer. But look, Botox is one thing. Botox in a few months is going to wear off. Like, if you want to spend your money on that, fine, whatever, go for it. Hitting yourself in the face with a hammer is a whole other ball game to Botox. Now, there is something, I don't know if this is a part of a community because even this lady might be too freakish, but I sent Jack uh, an image of this woman that goes by the name of Mary Magdalene. Oh, she's yeah, a Toronto-based, uh, she, she was like quite, a, quite an attractive girl before she like monster herself she turned into this frankensteinian frankensteinian monster uh mm. she she took looks maxing to the extreme <laughs> but not not within the intellectual framework of looks maxing <laughs> i would say she's she's it's it's a case of say parallel or convergent evolution yes <laughs> she's not a looks maxer but <laughs> she she displays a lot of the the features. It was, I would, I would say, say the, that she doesn't the, the have, mental uh, illness features of of some of the more ardent. She probably maxes. doesn't have an intellectual framework for what she's done to her body. But there's a similar dude. There's the Kendall, <laughs> the human. <laughs> there's the human oh, Kendall. Yeah. So it's strange. This is this is strange because uh, there's anorexia and bulimia and these other disorders and various types of body mm. dysmorphia, right? Um, and then this is like a subculture that's come up around it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, a, it's not a ballet. A highly online subculture, subculture which means it's, it's, it's perfect for us to dig into. And listeners, I can guarantee we will be returning to the, the LooksMax world. Yeah, there's too much content here. So should we uh, get into the uh, Let's get topic, into it. The, specific, the specific text of today? So we have read uh, Indigenous Swiss's free pdf called mm. the natural law yeah so it was a pretty so, short one yeah it was only like 20 pages it wasn't even 20 yeah. pages 
like if you got rid of the first page and the last page and all the like page breaks it'd probably be like 15 pages or something yeah what did you think going in (laughs) i was skeptical given that this is a guy much of whose appeal seems to be built on punching himself in the face and i'm not saying that (laughs) hyperbolically (laughs) he just for, for, for those listening just go on youtube and look up indigenous swiss and it's it's like his most popular video is him punching himself in the face. Literally with a hammer. He's, he's like yeah, he's yeah. trying to he, break his his bones. And I don't know, has he actually looked up any of the anatomy of the face? There's especially the auricular, like the eyeball, the 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 bones around your eyes are extremely are ex- yeah, the orbit. Um uh are extremely delicate. <laughs> you don't want to be with those. But they could be bigger. <laughs> I just, I, I just don't, I don't think it's the fuck thing idea. is too. Like, I just think it's such a horrible idea. This guy, this guy's not bad looking. No, like the the guy. I don't know why he's so. Um, the guy's quite so angsty like about his looks. He looks fine. He's quite good looking, but like he's got a big jawline. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. Um, a, a lot of girls would find him perfectly attractive. Like he's in shape. He's probably he's pretty young like probably in his mm. 20s mid 20s or something but post post bone smashing he just looks kind of lumpy and puffy because yeah, because he's fucked up his the, face the soft tissue trauma to his the face. soft tissue and even if there is uh so wolf's law right it's it's kind mm. of based around calcification isn't it like it's almost like scar tissue for your bones <laughs> um, so it sorry, with on. wolf's law most most of the reorganization of a bone that will happen according it's to internal or in response to loading will actually be so-called trabecular so yeah bones are quite complex they're not just like a piece of hard material <laughs> so you've you've got the outer part of the bone which is called the cortical bone at least in long bones is it the same in uh it's then, it must be similar though you know in your skull. <laughs> for, 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 so flat bones, for example, in your skull are slightly different. But basically, basically with bones, you've got this hard outer part of cortical bone. Yeah. And then this internal part, so-called cancellous bone. And in that, you've got so-called trabeculae, which are basically these, these wall-like structures which grow in certain directions based on load. Like... They they redirect load yeah, through yeah, a bone yeah, yeah. so that it's borne better by the cortical bones surrounding it. And in between trabecula, you'll have bone marrow and things like that. But with Wolf's Law, a lot of the remodeling is trabecula. You're not going to see yep. it externally. And is it increasing in you, you density? You will get some cortical bone See, this is the changes, thing. Like, is this, is this outward growth on the bone itself? Or is it just increasing the density of the bone? Like how much is, because the effect that they want is for it to go outwards, right? Yeah. To make get, their face. You'll get both. Like if you, yeah. if you do it for long enough, you'll probably get some growth. The thing is, one, it's going to be kind of asymmetrical. Like it's not going to be a smooth brow ridge or something. No, well, it's not on this guy's face. <laughs> and yeah, and... There's going to be a lot of soft tissue injury. Like you're going to scar up your skin. He's got soft tissue. You can see it on his face. It. Yeah, it's like, his which is face which is, is like going lumpy. to look lumpy and weird. Yeah, and asymmetrical. And in short, you might 
if you do it for long enough, get some bone cool. growth outwards, but it's going to look asymmetrical. You're going to fuck your skin up. You might Why break doesn't he a, just get actually plastic just fracture surgery. your skull? It's just the, the number of drawbacks for the possible very, very faint advantage. It's just not in bone smashing's favor. I just no. think if, if you want a more prominent facial bone structure, lose fat. Lose fat, yeah. I've been doing the opposite of lose fat for the last week. I've been shoving <laughs> Balinese food down my fucking gullet. <laughs> it's been delicious. Um, <laughs> Yesterday, I had two Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm three days deep Glorious. in a fast, so I, <laughs> Doing the I feel like I'm you, laser vision. Jack shredded laser eyes right now, man, and I'm fucking hungover, sunburnt, fat. I've already just learned three <laughs> languages by doing nothing. <laughs> Such is the power of fasting. <laughs> this guy likes fasting, so I'll, I'll give Yeah, that. that's good. Anyway, um, we're, we're, we've gotten off, off track. What did I think going in? Anyway, <laughs> it's 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 a PDF written by a dude who recreationally hits himself in the face with a hammer. So I was, I had pretty low expectations, but I was quite pleasantly surprised, actually. I was quite, so this, this ebook, actually most of it is pretty sensible it's advice. Fine. It's fine. It's, it's stuff that I can't disagree with. It's just, Every now and then he'll throw in something really fucking wacky. Yeah, something dumb or wacky. And also there's... So this guy's first language isn't English. I'm assuming it's... Like his Zurich English dialect. is good, though. Or it's also it, like, German, has a but second, his English second is, language. is good. Or, like, who knows? Be, maybe even a third mistake, language. But considering this isn't this guy's first language, he's Swiss, so it's probably not even his second or third language. The English it's is really fucking language. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His English is fine. I've seen him respond to some... YouTube comments in Spanish. He's Swiss, so he'll probably speak French Four. as well. Like this guy's so like language French, abilities German, have Spanish. not been held back by repeated <laughs> blunt force English. trauma to the head. Yeah, because he might also speak Italian. Hey, like yeah, like these Swiss okay, people, they 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 they, they learn. They have because they're right in the middle of Europe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they learn and everything. Their, their, their country has. <laughs> I think German, French, and Italian as official languages. Plus, they've he got also a bunch made of reference to an engineering, an engineering uh, concept. Um, yeah. This guy, I I would say so this guy he, seems he, like he's actually quite intelligent. Just with this, or was before he started spot. smashing his face <laughs> with bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used anyway, the word, what, and what again, he's he's not a native English speaker, so I was kind of surprised when he used it. He used the term uh, carburizing, which is mm. like an engineering term. Uh, me, it means uh, a heat treatment process in which iron or steel absorbs carbon while the metal is heated in the presence of a carbon bearing material. Uh, so that's from a that's from Wikipedia, um, and I was like, oh, maybe he's studied because that's. It's, it's, it's like even English speakers wouldn't really know that term unless you studied something to do with engines or material processes or something. Yeah, so good on him. He seems like, for the most part, a clever guy. He's it's a young just, go-getter. He's, he's an entrepreneur. He's got an online business. 
I'd say his apparent. heart's in the right place. Like he's he's all about self improvement. His heart's in the right place, but his it's facial just, bones aren't. It's, it's, it's being it's being channeled in a an unproductive direction in part with the bone smashing shit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so my my thoughts going in, I was very skeptical. I was like, <laughs> like what the fuck, Jack? <laughs> Where did you find this guy? Um, but it, okay, so partially I went in trying to be. More positive. I'm trying to be a better person. I I looked deep in my own soul recently, and I realised that I'm a bit of a crab apple, I'm a bit of a crab apple, bit of a cranky Nancy Nancy poop. And I thought, you know what? On this podcast, I I want to have a more positive impact on the world. So I'm going to try and be nice. And what I did mm. in my notes when <laughs> when I was reading this thing is for each chapter I tried to find a positive point. About chapter, uh, right? What is a good thing about this chapter? Mm. And I also for each chapter, it gave a thumbs up or a thumbs down, or like, what did I think? <laughs> so at the end, I actually do have a meaningful score. I can tell you out of the chapters, each section, I can tell you what percentage I gave thumbs up and oh, what nice. percentage I gave thumbs down, and therefore his final grade at the end of the class. <laughs> According to Levi. I, look, again, of the things we've read, this is definitely near the top in terms of how much I agreed with. <laughs> this, yeah, okay. No, but, no, no um, yeah, me, like, like, me too, it's fine. Of, a lot of it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's not like any of it's a revelation, but it's advice that I can't disagree with, at least in the... Ge- the general direction. I would say we're direction. We really need to read his other book. Um, what is it called? Something Skull Max. <laughs> there's there's Warrior Skull Classic. And Warrior Skull like Classic. Manu that's Bennett, right. Something or other. I think it's a bone smashing program. So we, I reckon he's jumped the shark in one or both of those. <laughs> I have to read them. <laughs> it's just the price tag that's holding it us back. Mm. Given that we make no it's quite expensive podcast. And 99 euros is 99 euros. That's a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. For, for a PDF file. <laughs> so, anyway. okay. So, should we get into it? Yeah. So, after this long, long interlude. <laughs> so, the, per- the, the, the first part of the book, it's a two-part book. First part is called Natural Law. He, this, this section is basic. It's called Butterfly Effect, the first chapter. This section is basically about how the most important decisions you make are those small decisions on a day-to-day basis. And I'll start us off with a quote, which, which I quite like. Like Again, directionally, I can't really disagree with it. So he says, Do you watch Netflix every day for three hours or do your work on your side hustle every day for three hours? Do you exercise one hour a day or do you hang around Burger King for 60 minutes? Do you scroll Instagram 20 times a day or do you read your principles and your plan five times a day? Do you meditate or do you masturbate each morning? So, like, yeah, it, if you have good habits, you'll be more successful than if you have shitty habits. Nothing so to started, see he here. It's pretty well. Yeah. Um, this was one of the few sections that I gave a thumbs down to. Because ah. not because I, not because I disagree with that, mm. not because I disagree with that. That's that's totally reasonable. But what I was suspicious about this this guy, Indigenous Swiss, 
First thing he says is, after I was mentored by Mr. Joseph Darling Henriksen (laughs) and made some, one of the key decisions that this guy's made in his life is some crypto bets or some crypto investment decisions. He is now uh, an online financially independent, you know, fire, financially independent, retire early. This is indigenous Swiss is one of the crypto bros that somehow made the money before like whatever crypto bullshit that is in went crash and so the headline dipped below 30k so my headline this is my summary of the entire book uh imagine this is a headline a very long headline for a very shitty Mm. like local newspaper uh, like the batuta advocate or something random young man mysteriously makes millions on crypto drops out of university becomes an online self-help guru and smashes face with a hammer on youtube And that's not hyperbolic. That's pretty accurate. What this guy does. If you take him for his word that he made enough money off crypto in the last couple of years to to retire, to retire and just smash his face with a hammer, that's what this this young man's decided to do with his fucking life. The problem is this guy's got a lot of the building blocks in place. He's he's obviously fairly switched on. He's motivated because he have to be motivated. He's certainly motivated. Face and hit yourself in the face with a hammer daily. Yeah, it's just going off in a, in a kind of weird direction. What about it's the next strange. chapter? The next chapter I also mostly liked. It's called "Nothing Good Comes Easy," and as with many of the things in this book that I agree with, it's not anything particularly new, but it's also true. So he talks about. It's good to find obstacles to overcome, to grow as a person, and to be more successful. Good. Okay, good. Uh, That's um, that's fine. (laughs) And he also talks about how it's just a feature of the human condition. You get used to your present circumstances, good or bad, and if you want to, if things are great, for them to continue feeling great, you might need to get more you might need to overcome some more obstacles he says but i'd actually for reading out quotes because he he will often just slip into all caps yeah Uh, are you gonna yell it (laughs) yell it into the microphone i think it's probably worth when we're reading quotes when he goes into all caps we'd need to yell because that that (laughs) way you you convey the experience of reading native swiss or indigenous swiss's prose (laughs) So, his quote But will the casually created 21st million of fiat currency Then in brackets A pound sign, a dollar sign, Swiss francs, etc Feel nearly as significant As the through blood, sweat and tears In mental breakdown And black despair From an incredulous and broken renegade Earned first million So so it floridly expressed, but still something that I can't really disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he says, oh, it's, this is not just limited to money. Does the 10,000th time a female stares at you remain equally exciting as the first time a hot girl thankfully submits and worships the one and only? In brackets, you are the one and only, at least in your life and hopefully in the life of your woman too. Mm. So from that, I can take some things I agree with in that 
if you're into women, the first time one is interested in you might be more exciting than, I don't know, the nth time a woman is interested in you. I bet Indigenous Swiss loves, loves getting pegged. <laughs> I can say from a mile away, man, I can tell a dude who likes to get pegged. He likes to get, f- he likes to get fucked in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I like I gave this I gave this one a thumbs down as well. I get this is one oh, of the yeah. few chap. Look, it's not just going to be thumbs down after thumbs down. This is this chapter because again, the good thing that I liked about this chapter is he talks shit about not about crypto. He talks shit about fiat about currencies. Fiat. Yeah, he talks shit about fiat, and and he also says he's very realistic. He says. In order to be a Giga Chad, essentially, mm. the message of this chapter, in order to be the Giga Chad, giant, horse dick, uber brained motherfucker with perfect skin mm. and hair and eyes that you want to be, and also like rich and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Definitely. In order to be that person, you have to overcome challenges. And I thought, that's good, well, that's mate. Why, that's good. That's, that's why good. <laughs> I liked this chapter. Because if you, if you <laughs> filter out some of the, the weird shit about uh, making. <laughs> women worship the one and only what he's saying is pretty reasonable yeah my my only issue and i think this chapter and the previous chapter coupled together is this is what the bullshit uh online coaching mm-hmm. types do is oh, yeah. they promise yeah, yeah. everything they promise you the world like uh if you look at some of the other self-help people like the rsd people that one of my friends listens to that was like uh rsd is this uh online business they've got a massive youtube following got real social dynamics and some of their stuff's fine but some of their stuff is like yeah you can have all this money and you know as many sleeping with many women as you like or whatever and find the perfect like 10 wife and fucking mm. xyz or whatever and it's like yeah no that's that's not you're not breaking your laws of physics of course you, that's <laughs> possible and people have that but <laughs> that's but it's that's their selling point it doesn't violate any laws of physics <laughs> physical possibility that you could do this it's in the repertoire of possible human experiences and uh there are people like that such as uh ernest kalamov <laughs> For example, I bet that guy's got heaps of money. Yeah, or, <laughs> um, or Elon Musk. Or Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon, like, he's pretty pudgy. How many pudgy. does that guy have? He's like 20,000. He's probably inseminated. He's like a salmon. He just comes in the air and it just impregnates yeah, exactly. him down, downwind. <laughs> but but uh, anyways, but that's not the point. It's kind of, my point is that it's like you're selling, you're selling uh, essentially you're selling people Hey, you know all the stuff that you're insecure about? I can mm. fix that for you. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins or whatever. And look, this guy isn't there yet. He's not he's not RSD yet. He's not um Tony Robbins or some of these other bullshit online coaches mm. are. But he can still be if he keeps on going down this road, he's gonna he could end up being like one of these bullshit artists, plus he's smashing himself in the face with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> And, that is an and so that's that fine. Robbins, although you, you look at the size of Tony Robbins' jaw, you reckon that's natural? Yeah, but he's, all, he's natty. He is 100%. Dude, that, do you know Tony Robbins is like 6'5"? He's enormous. He's a giant. Serious? <laughs> He's a massive. He's an enormous person. You look at photos next to him to any any normal next to any normal sized person. He's like towers above them. <laughs> He's genuinely huge. So, the, my first two chapters, 
Yeah, he's, he's a gangster. He's worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so my issue with the first two chapters is just self-help. And I think we do need to read more self-help on this show, Jack. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a little foray into self-helpy stuff. I think self-help is an is a massive market that we've got to go after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there are so many different types of self-help too. Yeah. So I, I was talking to my wife about possible books for this podcast. And she said, so she's in a startup. And she was saying the some of the books for startup advice or like investment advice, financial advice oh, are just there's so much self help. They're just, they're just so on another planet. In yeah. the startup ecosystem, there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of bullshit. So what what did you think of the third chapter? More pain, more life. Cause this also maybe this was, was thumbs be, up. Was, this was yeah. this is where things turned around because chapter one and two, thumbs down, thumbs down, straight away for me. Mm. I was like, man, this is gonna be a hard fucking book to read. I'm, I'm already not liking this. And then I was like, oh, pleasant surprise, thumbs up. He says, don't avoid pain and don't yeah. try to numb the pain. Instead, use the pain as a signal, as a form of in- information about ways in which you need to grow, understand it, accept it, learn from it. And I was like, that's unbelievably generic but you know what it's totally totally fine and wholesome and yeah you know there's there's probably some dudes on the chans that need to hear that you know (laughs) i think there are a lot of people who need to hear that like like, what did i do over the last few weeks i i faced the pain of my exams and i realized how badly i actually understood the material in my (laughs) university courses and i and i got through it and i passed all my exams and that was good if I had read Indigenous Swiss earlier in the semester, maybe I wouldn't have had such a bad end of the semester. <laughs> if you'd read Indigenous Swiss at the start of the semester, it would have been Dean's list for you. <laughs> no, I probably would have just traded crypto and dropped out. Yeah, <laughs> dropped out and traded crypto. <laughs> <laughs> On the advice of a, a paid online dad. <laughs> On the advice of Peterson. No, I feel like Peterson would tell me to stay in you. <laughs> yeah. He's got yeah, so quote. what did you think? I liked it. I I feel like I've maybe it's just because I, I tend to be in quite a good mood when I'm fasting, and I read this book when I was fasting. Are but you I, high? I Do you have quite, a natural high right now? A natural high. Yeah, I feel life. I feel great. I feel bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> but um, love autophagy. So I I I was more inclined to read around the weirdness and. You were very focus on, weren't you, Jack? Yeah, and fo- focus <laughs> on the aspects of this that were unobjectionable. So, again, I found this chapter was kind of generic, a lot of weirdness, but the, the central kernel of what he's trying to say was, was fine. He's got this quote, and because it's all caps, I will have to read it as such. We want to understand the root causes of the specific pain so that we can solve the problem forever. And yeah, fine. That's um, yep. Thumbs up. Fine. Yeah, I I don't disagree. He says of success. Success is simply entering the specific pains, which teach you the lessons you require in order to achieve your goals. And again, yeah. Like yeah, yeah fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we we but can probably blast so, through so these the chapters. Issue is, <laughs> like he will say things. Long. He'll he'll be saying things that. <laughs> In abstract, uh, are fine. They're they're good pieces of advice. But then, when you consider the 
the concrete context within which he applies them, it turns into bone smashing. <laughs> so he's, it's like he's 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 got a pretty good starting point actually but then like can you justify like, you can justify any stupid shit with this he's though like, like he's if you like just say go race. towards the pain he's in a race he's like yeah go towards the pain of this hammering face he's trained well for it he's got these good principles the starting gun fires he turns around and runs in the wrong direction like that's basically he turns around and grabs a hammer and smashes himself, and smashes in, the himself in the face. <laughs> went, this is this is a hundred meter sprint. <laughs> He's running down, smashing himself. <laughs> dude, dude, Indigenous Swiss, if you're listening right now, my man, you're fine. You're fine just the way you are. Like, just relax. Okay, Not stop hitting yourself you in it's the like face. You're a good-looking fella. You've got the right building blocks. Just yeah. quit with the bone smashing shit. And here's the here's the issue that I have with the bone smashing people, right? <clears throat> Sorry, not with all of them, just this little bit that I saw on YouTube, is that a lot of them they show these before and after pictures, mm. and a lot of the before pictures are like when the guy was like seventeen or nineteen or something. Yeah, and and it's like it's like yeah, that's what happens. When you're in, when you're a man, or going from a boy mm. to a man, is your face will become more masculine. Like that's not because you're hitting yourself in the face with a hammer or or, or mewing. It was because you're fucking going through the developmental process of a nineteen-year-old, exactly. twenty-year-old person. Well, that's yeah. That's the thing. It's they'll have a picture of them themselves when they were sixteen, and they're like, "Oh yeah, look at my." Look at my shitty facial genetics. And then when they'll have a picture of them when they're 26. It's like, yeah, if you had, if you had a few years of an androgenic environment in your body, then, yeah, your, your bones are going to get bigger. That's One of his videos what is... What testosterone does, what growth hormone does. That's literally what your body is supposed to do. <laughs> it's, it's literally what the millions of years of and primate like, evolution it, it, does it to a human. It's like if I took a photo of myself now and then a photo of myself when I'm 40, it's my face will be more defined because you, the bones in like your mandible just keeps growing. It's <laughs> yeah, just, and, your, and, your, it's and the, the hairs in your ears, hairs in your nose, right? you'll have a big hairy nose. <laughs> be one of like one of those, like one of those I went to. I went to this Greek, um, this Greek cafe or like cake shop because Greek Greek cakes are the fucking bomb. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> there were these couple of old Greek dudes <laughs> getting getting cake, getting uh, some um, baklava or something. And mate, the the hairs coming out of their ears was something else. You could, it's like it a garden. <laughs> it was a Mediterranean genetics. I was like that. That is a masculine, a masculine phenotype right there. It's <laughs> <laughs> good chest hairs for days. <laughs> What about yeah, the so, chapter? Anxiety indicates indicates great opportunities. I felt that this yeah, was quite good similar to thumbs the previous up. chapter. And reframe anxiety and discomfort. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> anxiety is a potential opportunity. I did like this quote. He said, mm. "Or oh, what the fucking hell? What could seriously put a well-built man in danger when talking to an attractive feminine?" <laughs> An attractive feminine. And then in all caps, nothing. There's no reason to psych you up about such things. No reason. Programming to destroy you. Unlearn fast. Unlearn fast. 
<laughs> it's like, don't be us. anxious. Why are you anxious about? Why are you? Why are you anxious about talking to a woman? If you're if you're jacked up, <laughs> and you've got a strong mandible. You got nothing to be scared of. You got to overcome that anxiety. It's an opportunity to get laid. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's <laughs> that was the thrust of this chapter. That anxiety accompanies feeling uncomfortable. Which but is true. Yeah, which is true. But. Anxiety doesn't necessarily indicate that something bad's happening. It just ha- it, it indicates that something unknown is happening or something that you might be frightened of is happening. Yeah. And if you just use this as a signal to, to see, oh, something new is happening, maybe I should make the most of this, then you can be more successful. And, yeah, okay. I think people um, would be much better off reading, um, like, Marcus Aurelius or something to get this. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's the problem with this ebook is that while much of the advice in it is is quite reasonable, you have to read around the bone smashing. So, well, I don't <laughs> mention bone smashing specifically in this, but just it says warrior skull classic. That's the only allusion to it. <laughs> yeah, knowing knowing the background of the author. I can't help but imagine him punching himself in the face whenever he's saying these things. And there are lots of people who offer similar pieces of advice but didn't engage in bone smashing. And so it <laughs> might be a better idea. Yeah, as, as you said, read Marcus Aurelius or one of the Stoics. Marcus Aurelius was bone smashing. The, the bone smasher. That's how he became emperor because they just... The strongest, the, the, the strongest other eyebrow ridge. looked at his warrior skull and said, "Fuck this guy's, this, this, this guy's, guy's alpha Giga Chad, motherfucker." Of the Giga Chad, <laughs> better crown him emperor. All right, next one. Fear is for fakes. Yeah, I gave thumbs up to this chapter as well. Even I think yeah. I was on the ed borderline with this one for some reason. Oh yeah, because he gets a little conspiratorial, you know. With the, he's, so he says, basically, oh, he, he anxiety really is a condition, fear is an emotion. Uh, if you're passive, there'll be more fear. So you've got to be active, there'll be less fear. Go out and face your fear. Great. Fantastic. And then he goes into like, oh, first world countries are like fear land, essentially. <laughs> They're full of fear, there's chronic fear, and that chronic fear leads to enslavement. And What's causing this chronic fear is things like the educational system, mainstream news, Hollywood, Netflix, pop music, and certain religious institutions. I was like, mate, just stick to the bone smashing. I don't want your sociological analysis of the West. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you come for. You come for the intellectual system that has bone smashing as its substrate. <laughs> <laughs> what what is the You've philosophical the that is that is exactly <laughs> antecedent to the bone <laughs> to the to the enactment of hitting your face with a hammer <laughs> what actually no you're right you're right i actually want it the other way around i wanted him to scrap the self-help shit and I want him to entirely unpack his philosophical justification for smashing himself in the oh, face of that. <laughs> that might be, unfortunately, that might be, that might be Warrior Skull Classic, which costs ninety nine euros. <laughs> I don't know how many, I don't know how many dollar eaters that is, but it's quite a few dollar eaters. <laughs> it's more than I want to give him. More dollar eaters than I'll pay. If it were just a normal, like, I don't know, twenty five dollar book, fine, I'd probably buy yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's um so here's what I said was good about the chapter. Yeah. He has this one quote. Overcoming obstacles 
Having a track record of doing hard things and facing fears gives you fearless confidence. And he also said about emotional self-control, control your emotions and control your de- and you will control your destiny. Let the emotions control you and you'll be given your destiny. I was like, mate, okay. that could almost be something that you would read in meditations. Like that yeah. that had the that had the full on stoic stoic self-help vibe going <laughs> yeah he has a, he has a few but parts which veer into stoic territory strange like, stoicism bone smashing <laughs> very but, strange stoicism anyway so back to what you were saying about fear land mm. trying to be generous maybe what he means is in part our culture is quite <laughs> safetyist so we're yeah. We're obsessed with, with preventing harm in, say, a positive sense, in that we're, we're obsessed with creating harm where someone is unharmed, mm. goes out, and trips over a rock or something and grazes their elbow mm. or breaks their arm. That's a, type mm. of, that's a type of harm that we're very uncomfortable with, but we're mm. very, very comfortable with harm in a negative sense in that we seem okay with preventing, say, children from experiencing new things because we're too scared of them going and injuring themselves. So we stop mm. them from going outside and uh, playing with other kids or throwing rocks at each other or whatever children do. I don't know. I don't have kids. <laughs> so, and throwing then rocks on at top each of other. that... I remember when I used to play that as a child, just throw rocks at each other. Oh, it was, it was Varg's childhood games. Remember that? Where he and his friends had slapped the shit out of each other with sticks in the forest in Norway. Yeah, no yeah, kids. I know. We all used to... Wrestle Varg games. play rugby and we shit. We all used to play Varg <laughs> games. I just imagine in my head just like just kids standing on the opposite end of like a backyard, big rocks, <laughs> pegging at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, so what did... And then, and then say, say with, with a lot of news media, they will say mm. like in, in Australia, in Melbourne, a lot of the newspapers will just report on like... Every murder, every assault, every rape <clears throat> that happened in Melbourne. And it gives you the yeah, impression that Melbourne's ridiculous. a really dangerous place. Whereas Melbourne not, is really It's like one of the safe. safest fucking places in, on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you've got those things that might increase your perception of how dangerous the world is, increase your fear response. I agree with him that, like, I, I pretty much agree with him. I just found it a little bit odd. He just he just snuck it in there. He just snuck it yeah. in. He's like, and let he me have probably, a go. He probably overstated. <laughs> so he seems to think that it's coordinated because he's got the oh quote, yeah. He definitely thinks first it's coordinated. World countries become fear land. A lack of energy through poor lifestyle and diet created the possibility of government scams that appeal to emotional fear, making the sheep act upon the elite's wishes. So that last part about making sheep act upon the elite's wishes. I don't think it's coordinated. I don't think there's a small back room where people want, say, okay, we've we got to make people scared. I want so to that, read David Icke, Jack. I do too. The problem is his books are so fucking long. I, I would read That's them. okay. We can just eat shit and maybe we can split it into like a double episode or something. Yeah. Because we've had so many people who don't fully unpack their conspirators. Even Bronze Age wasn't like... Like, it wasn't about conspiracy theories. Mm. But I want to read the OG conspiracy theory kid. Yeah, he goes Because there's so many people in all the stuff that we read that allude to their 
conspiratorial um, mm. suspicions, <laughs> but never really unpack it. Bronze Age unpacked it the most, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could do the David Icke one on COVID, on why, <laughs> why he says that COVID is a whole conspiracy. We can get banned from YouTube. Yeah, that, that's what I want at this early For stage. Disinformation. In yeah, the that's the goal of, of this podcast. To get, of, get, to get banned, banned from YouTube because we and then we can bitch I. about it like Jordan Peterson on Twitter. <laughs> Peter Peterson got <laughs> banned. Uh, okay, no, next chapter: get rejected okay. often and fail forward constantly for success. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Yeah, I another thought, thumbs up. So he's got this thing about how getting rejected might feel bad, and he acknowledges, yeah, it it does feel bad. It just naturally it feels bad but yeah it's pain it's emotional pain on the whole it's actually good for you so he's got he he enumerates the benefits of rejection he says you get new wisdom yep he describes that as a an emotional an emotionally charged data stream of practical information i thought that was actually an interesting way to put it yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah what else you learn to ignore irrelevant things to better focus yeah, your sense of self-worth, self-respect, self-love all increase from showing that other people's limitations won't limit you and also proving to yourself that you can approach a, a difficult situation, do something that you might not want to do, but come out the other side of it. Then, it, in this is a quote, aggressive drive to turn around the backlash into an actual kill. <laughs> Not totally sure what that means, but I like the Yeah, I, I have that quote that. there. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I, just, I don't really know what that means, but it's, it's passionately put. You get internal peace from leaving your comfort zone. Okay. Yep. And then, then there was another quote that I didn't really know what he was getting at. Was, <laughs> I think I've got the same quote. Development of, development of efficient psycho traits to overcome social obstacles. Social obstacles. <laughs> uh, it's like, all right, dude. Mm, yes. You do you. <laughs> yes. It sounds I, um, like he's having a good time. So I'll let him have it. I had those same two quotes and just next to it, yeah. I have what the fuck. <laughs> What's he talking basically. about? So he's, I think he's just enthusiastic. I think he's basically saying, turn around a bad day and just go kill the day. And uh, yeah. develop, de- develop, the, develop the, like- the hard-skinned. Mm. I think what he means is like become hard-skinned and uh, overcome social obstacles. Like by psycho traits, I think he means efficient yeah. psychological traits. Yeah. So I look, I hope we're doing him justice in in trying to interpret what he means by those things i hope we're not misrepresenting him indigenous i think he's if fine you're listening on the on the tiny chance that you're listening and you want to correct us go for it like we're not trying to read tune in yeah give us a shout out on into your, your fucking work. enormous youtube to work channel out what what those two sentences mean one of the parts i liked about this chapter is he says it's it, it's an important artistic skill which i thought was mm. very interesting which i actually liked he says something to that effect, um, that being okay with failure is an important artistic skill, which is actually very true. Artists, a lot true. of artists, uh, it's very important that they're able to transform themselves. A classic example of this is uh, David Bowie, you know, like how many different things did he do? Or uh, Madonna, like different genres of, um, of music. And other people who are artists put themselves out there, do, they built their career, doing a particular thing, change it up, try and do something else. They take a risk. 
Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But they have to be willing to yeah. overcome their fear of potentially being rejected. Yeah, Thumbs up. It's, such, it's such a personal thing too. You need to be prepared for people not to like it because people invariably won't like it. Yes, yes. Okay, he's got as we're doing right now. As we're doing right now, overcoming rejection every six months now. We've been overcoming book club from hell has been breaking down our fear of rejection as we scream into the abyss of the internet. Just our fear of not knowing what the (laughs) fuck we're doing with podcasting (laughs) and having ten percent of our listeners from Switzerland. <laughs> well, from Sweden. From Swiss- oh, Sweden. Sorry. From Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Sweden's yeah, yeah. Sweden has overtaken Australia in terms of listeners, which is kind of because there are only what like ten million people in Sweden, but we don't have that many listeners. <laughs> so I'm sure a small variation would cause quite a big change in our analytics. <laughs> so next chapter, everything is energy. This is a bit weirder. Yeah. This, this is where this, it just got a little bit mumbo-jumbo pseudoscience. Yeah, I had to skip a car. I was like, come on, get through, get through, get through the fucking bullshit sentences. It's just one yeah, of those things so, where people talk about like, oh, there's energy here, there's energy here. Like, I was like, yes, we know energy is an abstract concept, but like, I don't think you yeah, understand. So I've, I've got two quotes which sum up this chapter, basically, where <laughs> he says, basically, everything is energy. You've got to learn how to harness that energy to become a warrior or a giga chad or a whatever. So first quote, growth in intellect, height, muscle, business skills, etc., is ought to be done superior by the energetic being. So everything is energy and you should increase your energy or something and then good things happen. Do you think this shit is like a Dragon Ball Z or something? <laughs> He's sitting there powering up like, <laughs> you smash yourself oh, no, hard enough the with a hammer Jack, So second quote I bet I'm frozen The majority of folks sleepwalk At least 1-5% to 5% of their energy potential If only you would go to 10% Most would already stand no chance against you This is This is sort of reminiscent of that That really dumb thing that people say it's oh you only use 10 percent of your brain why don't you use more and people attribute it to einstein i don't know if that's apocryphal or not but even if he did say that i think he's speaking metaphorically he wasn't being serious and also you can quote just because einstein said something doesn't mean that he's right yeah (laughs) being generous maybe you could read this as most people don't want to expend much energy, and so they're late. and are not living up to the. I, I would interpret it as like you're not really don't live up living up potential. to your potential. Yeah, you're you're expending just a small amount of your energy, mm. cognitive or whatever. Say yeah. you're spending five percent of your energy that you could be, but if you even just went up to ten, you'd have twice the outcomes in life. Yeah. So if that's what he well, meant, then okay, yeah, I, fine. I I will accept where he's where he's going with that. Now, I summarise this chapter into three easy steps for, for first just before that. He gives a shout-out to his Warrior Skull Classic. So I think yeah, the reason why this is free book. is because this is a funnel. This is top yep. of funnel. This gets Warrior Skull Classic and his other one sold. But also, if you notice, I think he's actually doing online coaching. I no, think he does. Business, you, can, you can organise yeah. calls with him. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is also part of your sales funnel. So hey, Indigenous Swiss, we want to fucking kick back. If you get any, if you get any coaching <laughs> clients out of this, we want ten percent, motherfucker. <laughs> We're sending you clients. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> I just had a little note there. He talks about peak human health. He's like, so if you want to learn about peak human health, go read Warrior Skull Classic. And I was just like, mate, yeah, yeah. smashing yourself in the face is probably not going to lead to peak human health. <laughs> Okay, so three easy steps for yeah. for achieving peak energy. One, smash face. <laughs> Two, avoid training habits such as jerking off, drinking alcohol, doing ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that your quote unquote your natural dominance through vitality can take place. You got and then step three. Yeah, love yeah, semen retention. retention. You love, Which I, I had to look it up. Retention. It just means you don't come. You don't come. Yeah, yeah you're just edging yourself the whole time. I bet he edges himself whilst he's whilst he's getting pegged. <laughs> this dirty dog, <laughs> indigenous Swiss, <laughs> up to no good as usual. Okay, step three: become addicted to the game of real life. <laughs> mm. I was like, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get into it. You also get off wow. Stop jerking yoga off. Yoga and meditation and stuff. Suggestions to beginners: meditate, yoga, conscious breathing, and grounding and earthing, which are all fine except the grounding earthing thing. Grounding is, and earthing is kind of weird. It's a bit. I mean, it's fine. Like everybody loves wearing, like not wearing shoes, right? Like mm-hmm. walking around barefoot and stuff. It's great. So yeah, fine. It's harmless. It's not bone <laughs> all right focus next one focus is Mm -hmm. everything so energy is everything focus is everything so this chapter starts off quite strongly where he says focus he then says that the word the word focus gives him an orgasmic outburst just because he's all about the focus so I love that line. Yeah, the orgasmic outburst. Rendered so into focus. text an indigenous Swiss orgasm in response to the word focus. So he's all about that focus. I, I liked it that he said, he said focus, roughly speaking, is, quote, concentrated energy penetrated into the objective. Yeah. I was like, yeah, keep on refining your English, man. Read a little bit more Seneca. You're fucking on your way there, dude. <laughs> With those sorts yeah. of lines. He's got this, um, this quote about focus. First of all, why is focus such a cool state to reside in? Pure masculine energy, testosterone directly in your brain, ultimate joy, complete yeah, disregard yeah. of everything undesirable in your reality. Nothing else exists but your objective. For people who right. don't know Jack, which is presumably everybody, everybody. <laughs> who's listening, except for like maybe my girlfriend and your wife, and they listen. <laughs> Jack is a master of focus. He can focus, infinite focus. <laughs> infinite. <laughs> Singularity focus. What's your thoughts on focus, Jack? <laughs> I would say I'm directionally similar to Indigenous Swiss in that. <laughs> Focus is important and you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve if you're not focused. Hmm. And sometimes you just need to knuckle down and do something even if you don't want to do it. But the the issue is, is in the background of all of this, it is not explicitly (laughs) said in the text, but implicit in the text is 
hit yourself in the face with a hammer. And so, hence why I, 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 I'm directionally similar to Indigenous Swiss, but it just fucking, all of this advice, in him you know it is going to bone smashing. There's, it's there's going to an ulterior motive himself, here. Hitting himself in the chin with a hammer. To get, and he you wants know, you to hit love. yourself in the face with a hammer. And he wants you to pay him to tell you how to hit your face, self in the face better so that you can be more masculine. Yeah. This all leads to smashing your face with a hammer. <laughs> He's then got this part, which um, I think is meant to show that everything is energy. And because focus is directed energy, it's really good but basically he's talking about you've got the sun which is just pumping out energy plants Mm. take this sunlight and photosynthesize they convert that energy you've then got ruminants that eat the plants that that energy is converted again Mm. from ruminants you get steak steak's good because it's got protein it's got fat it's got zinc creatine and L-arginine. He's mm, one of those. Yeah. He, he's probably watched a few yeah. too many gym bros talking about how if you take L-arginine, you, you look like Phil Heath or something like that. Mm, get some beta Those things improve well. male Get tingles in your face while you smash it. Yeah. And then men desire to give energy. Apparently, that's, that's a part of the male experience. <laughs> no matter where a man directs his energy, I quote, shit will explode. Then men have sex with women. And this is, this is the end point of energy. And I quote, This girl will feel enhanced mood and capacity to go on in life, having been sexually penetrated by a man who is virile from eating that steak from the ruminant which ate the grass, which photosynthesized from the sun, which is a giant nuclear fusion reaction, just pumping out energy. This is really, genuinely pretty psychedelic, though. It's pretty cool. I didn't actually. I didn't totally know what point he was making here, but I like the enthusiasm. When you lay out things like that, I thought that was, was like, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> like at the end of the day, so the, I mean, the thing with my cum is made out of star energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. And that's what I got from a it. Bit Jack. about having sex with women, I guess. If you have good sex, you feel good. I guess you can you can collapse his weirdness into that, and it's something that yeah. I can't disagree with. Yeah. What about the the chapter? Pleasant anticipation makes you motivated. Uh, uh, thumbs up. The, look, he's on a roll. This has been thumbs up after thumbs yeah. up after thumbs up. This is another thumbs up. <laughs> so he starts off with saying that having a goal or an activity helps with depression. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah. True. Uh, and and like, uh, yeah. He also says like, yeah, activity cures. Like, go and do stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. if there's some depressed yeah, kid on one of these chans, like maybe they need to hear somebody. I mean, probably don't listen to Bone Smasher, and instead, like, I don't know, listen to Peterson. It's probably slightly less, um, risky for the health of your face. As far as I'm aware, <laughs> Jordan Peterson doesn't hit himself in the head with a hammer, so. He does have that going. 
But this is where he brings in his um, advocacy for semen retention because he talks about how delaying gratification is good. And he says, semen retention is the most powerful version of delayed gratification on a macro level. Um, with this... Skylar's like, getting edged. <sighs> I mean, don't watch porn because that stuff's bad for you. But besides that... I don't think coming is bad for you. Like, guys listening, and I just, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that 99% of our listeners are dudes. It's, it's, it's okay to come. Nah, Jack, I, it's think, it's, I think it's 99% of our listeners are women. 99% of our listeners are women. In which case, you still shouldn't come. Hold that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> women can see the retain too. <laughs> yeah, re- hold, and, so, retain the semen. <laughs> how how do you increase your motivation? He's got this section here. One way to mm. do it is to be dopamine sensitive and abandon your addictions. I think there's probably something to fine engaging in less highly stimulating activities regularly. Yeah, so we have hyper-stimulatory lives these days. Yeah, instead of, say, just gaming all the time, which is so high stimulus, maybe for for some time off, read a book. Just stick to, like, six or seven hours of of gaming. Yeah. (laughs) At least, say, from my perspective, when I I game tons, my motivation goes off a cliff. Yeah, you know what helps with that, Jack? It's not a controlled experiment. Smoking weed and listening to Terrence McKenna while you play Elden Ring. (laughs) 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 okay advice second piece of advice is start your day slowly which i thought was an interesting one Mm. he says like for example meditate or start working like get started on a piece of work or study or something don't go straight into doing something very stimulatory yeah do yoga that was interesting go for a walk that's yeah, cool. I do yoga each morning and I find it sets the day up well. Yeah, it's a nice way to start the day. Don't, don't, um, don't mainline amphetamines. <laughs> and number three. I tried that. It doesn't help. Well, it helps momentarily, <laughs> but it does, it's not a lasting strategy, friends. <laughs> he says, point three, have something in the evening that you look forward to. I think this is good. I thought this was extremely wholesome. I like this point. If you have have a big day, if you're really working hard, reward yourself. Fine. Yeah, he said like... That's that's good advice. Line up something to do with your friends or whatever. Like do something that has dopamine at the end of the day. So he's he's almost like saying like... He's he's almost thinking about it in terms of uh, like a dopamine schedule, which is actually an interesting idea. Like do Mm -hmm. low stimulation stuff early in the day, get... Get your work done and everything, and then have something for, like a dopamine stimulatory thing, seeing yeah. friends, having sex, or whatever at the end of the day. And he talks about what are the best things to do, the best rewards, and they are go out and see a woman, like go on a date, or if you have a girlfriend or something like that, go see her, or have dinner with your family or friends. That's if you're a, so if you're a hetero guy or a lesbian, you know, if you're interested in women. If you're interested in dudes, then just swap it to going to see your boyfriend or something. Is this um is this unisexual or, advice? Can this be applied or pansexual advice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Given how much can women follow this advice as well? 
Given how much he talks about testosterone and stuff like that, I assume he's talking to her. To are women are, should women be delaying gratification? What are your thoughts, I don't know. Jack? They, they can't they semen retain, so they've, they've should already they be... lost the most... Well, no, they can semen retain. Cool. No, they can semen retain. <laughs> After they've been blasted down, they can hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> so it works differently for men and women. <laughs> Energy we'll transformation. An, we'll have to write to Indigenous Swiss and ask for the specific mechanics of how women can do semen retention. <laughs> so but the thing about like reward yourself by going to see family or friends that's that's great advice it's fine it's excellent look i gave this a thumbs i thought it, it's funny like so, the semen retention is funny but whatever <laughs> um next chapter every problem has a solution slash never give up yeah. thumbs up another thumbs up just don't yeah, give up. Yeah, this was... So this, like, his weirdness was really creeping into this one here. Yeah. More so than <laughs> in, in preceding chapters. Basically, it's almost like hashtag manifest. It's, if you don't give up... Hashtag manifest. The universe will, will have to give you what you want if you're just so relentless that you leave the universe no choice. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit dumb, the metaphysics of it. Mm -hmm. The claim that it's like, yeah... Maybe. So, to, to, and don't to, give up. That's good advice, but you don't need to. To back that up, <laughs> he's got this quote. Um, oh, most of it's all caps. So, unless there is an screen. individual obsessed, determined, and ultimately committed to change, a man that resists mediocrity so intensely that it is easier for the cosmos to simply hand the boy whatever he desires so badly than it would be to resist his unshakable determination. So he just drops into like lowercase in the middle of that out of nowhere. But I have to render it in speech faithfully to how it is rendered in text. That's kind of like, I don't know why the universe. I don't think the universe is conscious in that sense. That no. if you're just insistent enough, it's going to go, okay, fuck it. I'll give you a million bucks. Yeah. He's got to be. I have a suspicion. Not, yeah. I have a suspicion that, I mean, again, this is me just being an armchair psychologist piece of shit. <laughs> I have a suspicion this guy might not have like bipolar or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not bipolar. Maybe something well, else. Like he's definitely he had got a, some. Get a hypomanic episode at the beginning of that quote, and then at the beginning of that sentence, or maybe not. There's something, something else. Like, oh, well, he obviously has like some sort of mental condition. He's smashing himself in the face with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I think bone but also just like. Uh, yeah, just, I don't know. So there's something a bit off. <laughs> I put it down to him being a high-energy, high-test young man. Yeah, I guess so. Fucking whatever, man. <laughs> He's got this other quote in this, this chapter, which I quite liked, about, not, about when you should and shouldn't stop doing an activity or quit. He says... I'm not saying we are never, ever going to quit an activity or project, but we never quit because it's too painful. We don't quit for emotional reasons or because we feel like doing something else. If we quit, it's because rational analysis and intuition clearly show that there is no point in continuing. <laughs> so, yeah, fine. No when to yeah. quit, but no when to stick with something. Yeah, it's a fine line. 
I like the, he had this one bit where he's like pretending to be the 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 reader, and he's like, "Oh, so, uh, but why, why, but why, but why, but why, but why, why, why do we have to be so hardcore yeah. Indigenous?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, please, <laughs> I can't, I can't handle all this hard work. <laughs> do we have to keep on going? I just want to quit. <laughs> he's like, "No, motherfuckers, keep going." <laughs> the, if you are unrelenting. The universe will give you what you want. Yeah, just just has to. It has to. So the next chapter, one step at a time. I thought this was this is good. He basically my summary says, of this chapter was oh, sorry. <laughs> don't. It was, it was basically so he this quote sums it up. We strive for the maximum output while still feeling ready to go the next morning. He says, work hard but work sustainably. Don't pace yourself. Yeah. Don't just go all out one day and make the next day a write-off because you're too tired or can't be bothered. Moral of, moral of the story, in order to be a Giga Chad, you have to live sustainably. You have to yep. retain your semen sustainably. You have to smash yourself <laughs> in the face with a hammer sustainably. Sustainably. <laughs> you have to <laughs> buy crypto shit coins sustainably. <laughs> and if you want to be an Ernest Kalmanov <laughs> or Kalimov, you need to do it sustainably, fellas. You can't just go balls to the wall, fucking deadlifting twice a day, every day. You're going to fucking snap your shit up, fellas. <laughs> Knock it off. Exactly. It's the, it's the periodized training. It's a periodized training. <laughs> it's a periodized training for smashing himself in the face with a fucking hammer. <laughs> it's the Johnny Candido powerlifting program for life. <laughs> you can't be just doing one rep maxes every day, guys. <laughs> it's a five by five. <laughs> boosh, boosh. Five by five, smash yourself in the face. <laughs> Mark Ripto's five by increased five. by ten percent. Strong lift for bone smashing. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> Deload every four weeks. <laughs> Reduce bone smashing by twenty five percent. In no What's time. Your one rep max at all. bone smash. How many newtons of force can you put through your skull? <laughs> you reckon we could build like a a device that gives consistent. You can program it how many newtons, how much force, the frequency, and you just put your face there, you strap your fucking shit, shit into the device, and the hammer just. I mean, I'm, I'm positive you could make a device that hits something with a, a whole market. A, a certain number of newtons of force. It's just, should you? It's, should you do guys? That? Should you unleash that, that level of bone smashing upon the world? This is the innovation. That the world needs, Jack. We got a Y Combinator. Hey guys, (laughs) (laughs) got a Y Combinator that you should fund. (laughs) Paul Graham's up there, just like this. This is the fucking next big thing. This is the next Dropbox, motherfuckers. Jumps jumps head first into it, starts getting bone smashed right there while you're trying to pitch. (laughs) All these fucking weak zygote, Silicon Valley little puny software engineer cucks just throw their faces at our hammer device. Yeah, (laughs) bone smash. Device. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> winners are winners. Just win. Just win. Yeah. Um, Just win. So, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes, and this sums mm. up the chapter 
Hot girls love winners. God loves winners. I love winners. I love winners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just and look, win. those are the three things in this life that you need to keep on your side. Hot women, God, and indigenous Swiss. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bitches. And random and crypto Yuri. dude. And Yuri. Uh, what? No, but okay, in all seriousness. Just need to be serious now. He, he did say an interesting point. He said, winning is not just about having a big dick and having lots of money, although that can be winning. That's fine. But winning, he said, basically what I wrote down, what I got out of it, being a winner means to know thyself. Mm. And being a, winner, being a winner is about your self-perception, not about external validation, such as what girls see, what yeah, money, prizes, this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like... There you go, Yuri. But why are you smashing yourself in fucking face with the why hammer? Is, that's what you yeah, think. Yeah, because he said basically, <laughs> winning is you set yourself a goal, and daily you just you try to fulfil that goal, which which sounds good. But then, yeah, his his goal is fucking bone smashing. <laughs> smashing. I guess so. The the problem with this algorithm of have goal, achieve goal daily. There is no way that you can analyze your, your goal. This, this, this way of living doesn't factor in self-reflection and is this goal a goal I should be pursuing? Yeah, critical analysis. <laughs> is mm. this a worthwhile goal? Is bone Where did smashing. I get this goal from? What's the, what's the internal driver of my desire to smash myself in the face <laughs> with a hammer? Like, don't. There's no circuit breaker in this fucking community. <laughs> of, there's nobody who's just like, hey guys, <laughs> can we just you don't take smash. a second? <laughs> At least so. What, this like this nobody's is, just looked in the mirror one day and just thought, <laughs> "This is one of the very few things that can be said in favour of the looks maxing community." Is that? At least from my my cursory reading of of looks max forums, bone smashing is pretty niche, and most people <laughs> see it as a dumb idea. Like that's that's one of the few positive aspects of. <laughs> Of the looks maxes is that even most of them will look at bone smashing yeah. and go, y- yeah, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's good to so hear got- that that it's it's a niche. It's a niche. It's a niche part. Of it's the it's a niche within a niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next next one. Yeah, next. Oh one. wait, that's that's the end of part one. That's part one. Part two was shorter and. Very nice. Very, very nice. Part two was less good, I think. I think Chapter the, one. The, the first part was a lot better than part two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Chapter one of part two, this is the first time in a long time that thumbs down. I gave this, mm, this chapter Them hoes is the name them of the chapter. Hoes. Yeah, I didn't like this chapter. Um, I just thought... His uh, views on women are just bullshit. <laughs> I just think it's just a bunch of bullshit. You sound like a bullshit cuck. Yeah, I know. Fucking Jesus Christ. Okay, but I said I wouldn't be a negative Nancy, so I did find something <laughs> good about this chapter. I have I made no such promise. <laughs> and this is, my, this is not for you, Jack, and it's not for our cuck listeners. This is 
for my own self-perception, my own self. This is an internal goal that I set for myself to not be a negative Nancy. And so what I found good about this chapter was that he advocates going out and meeting women. The, the pickup artist community calls it cold approach. Mm-hmm. To go out and meet women and you'll get better, better social skills. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing. And I thought, yeah, fine, fair enough. Go and do that, man. Go and go and meet some chicks. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, you just don't have to be fucking chauvinist about it. <laughs> yeah, he's got this thing. So basically, uh, the thrust of this this chapter is that most men will just will obsess over having sex with hot women, mm. but this anxiety prevents them from really approaching women, and. Having sex with women is their their end goal. That is the the telos of their life. <laughs> that is Instead, the unmoving sensor of yeah, the exactly. They, they approach it in an Aristotelian sense. Instead, you should focus <laughs> on yourself, and you can use women as a motivating factor. You say, you know, if I get if I get really really wealthy, if I get that giga chad body. If I get a great prestigious job, if I have a, if, I'm, if I've really if I have a successful hobbies, podcast where I talk about strange internet people and read exactly, their books, exactly, then it's maybe really good that some fucking swamp hag will crawl out of the corner of a gutter and suck my dick. Wouldn't that? Be- <laughs> <laughs> I'm very lucky that I got married before starting this podcast. I'll say that much. <laughs> This is this podcast is not going to get us laid, dude. That's for sure. I mean, I, I've been married for like almost eight years, so I'd, I hope it wouldn't bring other women into my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, what were your thoughts on this chapter, Jack? Pretty. So look, uh, being super generous, I think that, Focusing on improving yourself mm. and being the sort of person that women would want to date is a good thing to do rather than yeah. being undesirable and getting bitter that they aren't interested in you. Yeah. This is not exactly what he extremely says. extremely generous this interpretation. This is my very generous interpretation of... This chapter. You could be friends who be you. a person you that could be his you translator would want to, to normal people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Munger has a nice way of putting it. He says, if you want a worthy partner, then become worthy of a worthy partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he's a little old man, he's very wholesome and he's a smart ass. So that's nice. Yeah. I've got a quote which. Become worthy of a worthy partner. Here's a quote <laughs> which somewhat backs up my generous interpretation of the chapter named Them Hoes, it is, <laughs> and once you've done some shit and you look great and your testosterone is high, then you will experience how feminine girls behave in the presence of a G. It's unimaginable to the average, the ordinary cuck of the 21st century. So in, in from the presence that of a G. <laughs> the, a G. A Swiss G. He then, he then goes on to say, What most men actually do is not that they interact with hot girls all of the time. No, most of their time is spent worrying about hoes, which is super gay. 
but that's just my opinion. So again, the generous analysis of this is stop being so anxious, stop overanalyzing your relationship with women and just talk to women. And that is okay. That's unobjectionable. It's, but I feel like that is an overly generous interpretation of what he's saying. I think, I think you're being unbelievably generous. <laughs> being extremely nice. Next chapter, mediocre people. This is the other thumbs down. Yep. I, I didn't like this one at all. <laughs> yeah, this one was, was kind of shit. Yeah. Basically, okay, there's, everybody's heard that saying, right? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time around, right? That's why you should just listen to Robert Breedlove 24-7. That's why you should just listen to our podcast. Our podcast and breed love. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's got that gigantic table now. (laughs) Anyway. Do you reckon it'll set off this like kind of uh, like mimetic competition between podcasters to get bigger and bigger tables between them and their guests? Rene Girard. (laughs) Girardian mimetic competition in table size among the Bitcoin maximalist podcasters. Started by fucking breed love. It's just getting bigger and bigger tables. Another, you look at his face. I reckon Robert Breed love bone smashes. Look at that jaw. Oh, fuck, dude. That guy's got a massive man. Alpha. Breed Alpha love, bone smashes. fucking huge. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's this got is. He's Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> this is off topic, even by the standards of our podcast, but. So with, 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 this, with this chapter, Mediocre People, he basically says that. Feminine nature wants to test the masculine nature to see if the masculine nature will be distracted by the feminine nature from its mission. And when mm. the feminine nature finds a masculine nature that isn't distracted <laughs> from its mission, they, they'll they try <laughs> to reproduce with that, that chat alpha, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon so, Indigenous Swiss has read Evola? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Or he, if not directly, then he is he's absorbed <laughs> Evolian analysis yeah. of the relation between the sexes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, he's converged. You know, from the spending same. too much time on 4chan or fucking whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight kun. And so most people in our society now are feminized. We're thoroughly pussified. Although he, do, he doesn't use that term, but I, I just love the term pussification. As a pussification <laughs> of the American male. Yeah, Puss- pussify the verb is is excellent. To pussify something, <laughs> yeah, to someone. Yeah, a wonderful neologism. So, most in our society <laughs> are feminized, including the men, which means that society is going to try to dissuade you from your goals. Because remember, if you're a man, if you're masculine, and you've got mm. a mission, the feminine will try to dissuade you from it. He says, avoid mediocre people most of the time. They drag your energy and pull you back down. Nobody can fully escape his environment. Fine, I don't disagree with that. That's okay. Yeah, that's Surround fine. yourself with people that you, you want to be like. That sounds good. He also says, consume less media. And if you consume, aim for content created by people you look up to. Okay. I think there is definitely worth to listening to viewpoints from people that you don't agree with. But, sure. okay. Yeah, consume media from people you look up yeah, to. That's, that's all right. Well, yeah, like consume more of me and Jack. It, you, yeah, basically, we, we all, 100% we of your media consumption should be book club. Jack and I know that you fucking look up to us. Whoever you are, 
James, listening right now, James, we know you fucking look up to us. And you should go back into our back catalogue, James. Stop being a fucking cuck and listen twice <laughs> to every single one of our podcasts. That is the, the remedy say. for cuckoldry is to listen to our podcast. <laughs> so we agree. But why did you give this a thumbs down, Jack, this chapter? You said you didn't like this chapter very much either. Yeah, I didn't like it much. It's, so I found this, this canard in a few different places. I found it in our Practical Female Psychology episode. You find it... <laughs> oh, really? You don't say. In, in, a, in a weird way in Evola. <laughs> you find it in a few places that women just want to drag men down. Yeah. And if a man ignores them and continues just doing his hobbies or whatever, fucking bone smashing or going, or going to the gym, whatever. In horrible weather or whatever. Then women love him. And two things. I think, okay, low quality women, and I think this can be easily generalized to low quality people will try to drag you down to their level. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's not specific to women. Yeah. And then... I just don't know that many women like it if a guy will just ignore them and say, no, nah, I'm going to go surfing. I don't care about you. I'm going to go bone smashing. That's not going to make my them... girlfriend seems to work, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> You've been ignoring God, Fiona get out of here. Just bone smashing. It's just bone smashing and then talk to you. Get out of here. It's bone smashing time. Here. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to hit myself in the face with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Her internal monologue. Wow, Levi's been ignoring me a lot lately and has just been hitting himself in the hammer. <laughs> hitting himself in the face with a hammer. <laughs> I love him more than ever. I love him. I'm so devoted to him. I worship him. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I've seen this misconception yeah. all over the place. Invariably, it's linked to the manosphere. But I think it's just, a Volian. I think it's a Volian. It's I think it's deeply rooted... In the in the unmoving mover ideal, That's it's, <laughs> from, it's it's. I think Evel is the progenitor of this ethos of just being, being the unmoving center unmoving rooted center. to the world of being. That the is the mover. <laughs> that is the primordial substance of bone ontological smashing. transcendence of <laughs> bone smashing. Transcendence as an initiatory ritual is it? to commune with <laughs> the world of being and be ontologically transformed. <laughs> I reassess I love this chapter This is two thumbs up (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. No, I'm going to switch my tunes (laughs) 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 Sacred games to bone smashing Oh, Sacred games round two is going to be fantastic If we build up a few more weirdos like Indigenous Swiss We need to to expand our stable of authors But yes, there there will be more Sacred games Yeah, for sure Okay, I'm next not chapter. Fun to listen to, but those were really fun to record. Yeah, they were fun to record. Fiona Which is said enough for we me. Were, Fiona said they were. We were laughing too much, and by we, I mean me. I think. I think your laughter was fairly self-controlled. But she said that I was laughing too much. She's like, "Shut the fuck up, Leo." Matt, let your audience. You let, let your Ignore audience Ignore her. Laugh. Focus in, on in, your bone smashing. Focus on your laughter. Yeah, I mean, I was ignoring her anyways. Yeah, I'm. She I'm was, relaying she was what she said this, as trying I, as, to be heard over just the whilst I was slamming yourself in the skull with a hammer, and and whilst I was watching the football and drinking my beer and ordering a sandwich, yeah, <laughs> I, I have some vague echoes of her saying something about not smashing my face with a hammer. 
<laughs> Should we go to the next chapter? <laughs> Levi, if you keep doing this, I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> You're roaring to yourself as you beat yourself bloody. Anyway, he's got um, the next chapter. The Law, Morals and Empathy. Mm. This was a more metaphysical chapter. I didn't like it so much just because he kind of touches on metaphysics but then doesn't really explain himself in any way. So it's, it's like a Hegel problem. He says all these things and then you ask yourself, well, why? And it, that can't be answered. Basically, there, he draws a distinction between natural law and state law say, or legislated law. And he says only natural law ultimately matters. But it is worth, it's worth abiding by state laws because it's convenient. Like if, you, if you're just getting arrested or getting harassed by the police all the time, that's going to hold you mm. back from achieving your goals. Yeah. Unless you're a pirate king, in which case Unless you should you're a be king. a military he does. He's not a moral relativist, which I do like. He says, yeah. While I don't believe in leftist, vegan, LGTBQ or conservative Catholic concepts of morality, I'm convinced that there is an inherent sense of what's right and what's wrong in each and every healthy human being. Okay, yeah. Bone smashing is a victimless crime, Jack. Bone smashing. <laughs> um, he, he believes in karma. He says... Karma means cause and effect. How anyone could not believe in cause and effect is beyond my understanding. So mm. I too believe in cause and effect. But <laughs> don't believe in karma. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that is the same thing as karma. I think that's where you, that's where you fall over. Yeah. Yeah, Popper. Uh, fucking, it's been a while since I brought up Popper. But Popper, Popper explains this nicely. He says there's a conflation between normative laws in primitive thinking or pre-scientific thinking is a, a conflation between normative laws and natural laws. The natural laws being mm. like laws of physics or laws of biology. So within a particular domain, <clears throat> understanding the world. And then uh, normative laws are like laws about the way that people should behave. And uh, oftentimes in society, in all sorts of societies, whether it's like indigenous Australian society or, or in Christendom or whatever, people conflate the two. And then use the pr basic structure of the argument is this normative law is actually a natural law. And because mm. it's natural law, this is the way that you should behave. And this is what you saw with like gay marriage stuff. People say it's unnatural. Whenever you hear somebody say like some human behavior is unnatural, what they're basically doing is they're doing this conflation. And that's what this karma crap is. Mm -hmm. They're saying like there's moral, there's a way of translating moral laws into natural laws so cause and effect is a moral cause and effect translates into actual physical cause and effect mm -hmm. For yeah, what it's worth, not that you asked fuck you jack pop is awesome i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> additionally so the, the conspiratorial stuff comes back here because <laughs> having drawn bappy. a distinction between natural laws and and legislated laws he says that these legislated laws are often made by an anti-male society to, to keep the masculine people down. Yeah, he, he talks says, about the gynocracy. Says, Morals are created concepts to make the common man feel bad about getting rich, being an arsehole, or even just behaving masculine. 
I don't think he used the term gynocracy. I don't. I don't. No, no, he doesn't. Up. He sort of he doesn't use that term specifically, but he's basically talking about the gynocracy. Mm. The um the next chapter is doing things you don't love. I thought yeah. this was pretty good, actually. This was a this was a return to form. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he I actually says, gave thumbs up to the law section, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway, I didn't like it so much because it. It plays at metaphysics, but is also not rigorous in any way. Like you just you ask yeah. why, and you, it can't be answered. Yeah, I just like that I learned a new word. He used the word delict. I didn't know what that was. That was a good word. Um. Anyways, doing yeah, things doing you don't things, love. Doing Final chapter. You don't love. He basically just says. He says everything you do, you should love. I don't know if I agree with that. There are some things that you have to do that you don't like, like your taxes, that you don't love, but you've got to do it. But Bitcoin basically, he, defined, he, he draws a <laughs> distinction between things, things that you like doing in the immediate short term and things that you love and yeah. says that the things that you love are things that are going to make you grow as a person and get closer to achieving your goals. And this is in line with part one. Yeah, this this was pretty good. So I, he says, I've got a quote. Wait, what? First you say, love pain, and now you tell me to never do anything I don't love? Yes, you said it. Love pain, or fucking abandon it forever. Nobody who doesn't love pain succeeds. Nobody. So, and he, he says further, fortunately this quote has no blocks of all caps, you don't have to enjoy something in order for you to love it. The fact that you receive yeah. joy, fulfillment, or just a deeper awareness, all of which has a positive effect on the future and present of the reality experienced, should be more than enough for you to love whatever this thing is. He, um, he, yeah, it's fine. I, he, he, uh, he had a nice bit that I wrote down. Oh, no, not nice, but I, I find it funny because every now and then he refers to himself and mm. he's just so, so hyperbolic. Or whatever. I don't know if that's the correct word. But anyways, he says, for example, I sometimes don't feel like writing. Often I'm strongly turned off only by the thought of typing in my MacBook. If I were one of those humans who walk on the planet with their eyes closed, my conclusion would be something like, I hate writing. It's so hard. But as the legendary learning machine I decided to become, I was blessed to discover a more powerful labeling for my short-term aversion. As a general promise, premise, I swear to God, I love writing. And then he goes on to talk about writing. And I just thought it was funny that he just refers to himself as, but as the legendary, legendary learning, machine, learning machine I decided to become. And this, with the conclusion, I, this, is, this is something I want to talk about, but I'll bring it up like, at the end of this chapter. Or if you have any other thoughts about this chapter. Not really, just beyond... Beyond it, I, I really like that he draws this distinction between what your, say what your desires are over the next 10 seconds uh, versus yeah. long-term goals. Because achieving something long-term really is about managing this tension between what will make me feel good in the next minute, which is often so much more animal things. Say find someplace warm, find something sweet to eat lie down, don't exert yourself, versus something that will make you happier and is in your interests over a much longer period, which is 
exert yourself or something like that. What have Would you got you there? Would you say it has anything to do with a uh, time preference, Jack? <laughs> with um, human action, Jack? Was Levi that- is a big, big fan of the Austrian economists. <laughs> It is. Sounds yeah, like he's, he's talking there's about a strong reference. tension between immediate gratification and exchanging resources now versus investing in longer production processes that will necessarily yield higher value end products at the end of this production process. Sounds like you heard it you here first. Indigenous Swiss is an Austrian economist. He just didn't know it. <laughs> He derived from first principles what von Mises had to struggle with for four decades. <laughs> you know, to I mean, well, figure out he does. He 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 is the person who wrote Warrior Skull Classic. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's fine. Okay, so I, there there are some things I want to talk about at the end of the book, but yeah, go for it. Final final thoughts on like the book itself. My final thoughts. There's a jumping off point that I want to I want to pick up. Before we end the convo. My final thoughts are that this book was so much better than I thought it would be. I picked it I picked it because first first I wanted to just talk about bone smashing, but then thought that might not be enough for an episode. Because bone smashing is basically like you just say to someone, okay, well, there are these people who punch themselves in the face or hit themselves in the face with hammers <laughs> to make their bones grow and get a face that they want. Okay, that's done. It's it's fucking weird and it's funny to talk about, but there's not much there. <laughs> this book gives us more to talk about and provides a framework within which we can discuss bone smashing. That's, that's <laughs> why I picked this book, also because it's free and it doesn't cost 99 euros or 49 funny. Swiss francs or whatever. It and it's extremely costs. short. Look, in the time it's taken you to listen to this podcast, you could have read the book twice. <laughs> so read the book. <laughs> or don't. We You're can include, not going to get include any a, more information. Let's, let's include a link to his gum tree in the show notes. I think yeah, shout out to Indigenous Swiss. Let's give let's. Hey, if you get some bone smashing coaching off this this guy, tell him tell him Jack and Levi sent you. Indigenous Swiss, if you want to come on the show and tell us more about bone smashing, I'll I'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Don't be scared. Don't be anxious about it. We don't bite. Anyway. No, so my thoughts on the book, I went into it with very low expectations and was surprised, very pleasantly surprised, because most of it is pretty reasonable stuff about it's fine. how to live your life. My problem is that, I, I said this earlier, it's just it's looming in the background. Whenever he gives a piece of advice about pursuing what you love Doing yeah, yeah. things, even if they might be hard, if they, they benefit you in the long term, he applies these to bone smashing. He uses this as a, an intellectual framework to justify <laughs> bone smashing. Smashing his face with a hammer. <laughs> and, and other people to purchase, to convince other people to purchase coaches, coaching off him. I mean, look, for, using, for using a free product as a sales funnel, whatever, that's it's fine. fine. Yeah, you've, you've got to make but money. But he's selling bone smashing. He's selling bone <laughs> smashing. <laughs> it's just something cannot condone. So, okay, so Jack, 
I did a section or chapter by chapter, thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm. And out of 16 chap- chapters, I gave him 12 thumbs up and only four thumbs down. Wow. Which and that, means that quantification is how we know you're an engineer. <laughs> he's, he got, according to uh, the University of Melbourne's grading standards, that's a H2A. Wow. That's, First, mm, that's a upper second class second distinction. Class yeah. And uh, that's good. If you finished your degree in material and structural engineering or biomechanical engineering in how to destroy your face with a 75, you would be employable if you wanted to help somebody change their face. What was your biomechanical engineering degree's thesis on? <laughs> Bone snatching. <laughs> A novel application you rock of up to, like a, to facial aesthetics. Yeah, you rock up to like a phys, physio lab or something and just start, just start, start talking to them about the market opportunity. Dr. Dr. Hammer is here to see patients. <laughs> Do you reckon you can get that bulk bill to Medicare going in to see yeah, Dr. Indigenous Swiss to slap you in the head with a hammer for half an hour? And try and sell that to like one of the university investment thumb, funds, like their innovation arms. <laughs> They're trying to monetize like biomedical engineering. He's <laughs> just like, we built this device to hammer Bone on the end. Smasher. <laughs> like one of those optometrist rigs with a hammer. <laughs> Smash them in the face. We have we haven't put it put it through clinical trials yet, but we're sure that there's an opportunity there. Well, I think that's what that's what Indigenous Swiss is doing. But he doesn't obey the law just because the law. He's not a fucking fiat cuck, is he? He's a crypto trading natural law swinging motherfucker. He doesn't need your fucking clinical trials. He'll smash himself in the face whatever the fuck he wants. He's performing a clinical trial upon himself. Okay, so, anyway, so, so, so what, what were you wanting to bring up? Point. Self-help. He's, he's mm. trying to get into the self-help game. We need to read more self-help. Now, the OG self-help fellas, obviously, Tony Robbins, big dog, look at whether or not that's a bunch of bullshit, which it probably is. The other thing is this thing called The Secret. The Secret, have you heard of this? Yeah, I've heard of that. Now, I haven't read it, but... I think my understanding is they talk, it's just about like visualizing the, mm-hmm. the life that you want and like manifesting it in the, and it will just happen for whatever fucking reason. Uh, and, then, and then the other one is we have to look into, which I think <clears throat> Prometheus Rising has some of this, but it's called Neuro Linguistic Programming, NLP. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this. Red, some red pill people like this. Yeah, yeah. You so can, this- you can linguistically program women to jump in your pants <laughs> and nlp yourself to like have better thoughts about success or some shit so uh those are all the things and i think this guy he's got some he's got the making of a self-help guru he's he's trying to position himself to be a, a very niche very niche self-help guru and there were a number of things that that ticked me off to this which was uh, miraculous giga chad health and Uber brains and wealth and all the girls and then things like I became a learning machine. There's this thing and I need to find the source of this book. Well, sorry, the book that is the source of this meme. 
but there's this meme which is like if you like write about your life and like imagine your life to be a particular way so you do these things like diary exercises like you write my life like you you do your storytelling of your own life my life will be like this or i am this sort of person and you just keep on repeating to yourself again and again and again and i think that's what this guy is doing he's like trying to like manufacture this identity for himself and we need to find the root of this this meme and read this for for the show i would not be averse to that <laughs> now my other question for you i've got i've got a few questions here in my notes the other one is how much is yuri that's his name right yuri how i think much so is yuri overcompensating yeah, I would say he, he seems to be overcompensating for perceived problems because, as we said at the start of the episode, he's not a bad-looking guy and I don't think his facial aesthetics will be improved by <laughs> repeated blunt force trauma to his face. I think that'll, that'll make everything worse. Mm. In terms of other stuff, like, I don't know how old he is, but he, seemed, he seems like a younger guy and... Probably younger than us, hey? Yeah. Probably in his mid-twenties. Yeah, and... At the most. You, you get weird and obsessive over women at that age, which seems to be driving a lot of this. When I, was, when I was younger, man, I wouldn't have trusted me with a fucking book when I was 24. <laughs> so, so I basically, like, see, like, a guy under the age of about 25, and I just think, nah, mate, <laughs> give it a few more years, man. You don't... You haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't record yourself when you're 24 and you're smashing yourself in the face of the hammer. You will regret this. <laughs> Yuri, Yuri, if you're listening to me now, Yuri, Yuri, my friend, I care about you. Stop it. Stop it. Stop hitting yourself in the face of the hammer and stop putting it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> just, you I will feel, regret this. <laughs> I feel like he can do the, the, other, the other looks maxing stuff he's doing. Fine, okay. Go to the gym. Just do well. your fasting. Do your fasting. Yeah, he talks about fasting. I have a shower, fan. like clean yourself, get some nice cologne, you know, take care of your facial hair and get a nice haircut, all that sort of shit. Fantastic. Put the hammer down, Yuri. <laughs> Put yeah, the hammer the down. He just with the other stuff he's doing, at worst it's not gonna not gonna leave leave a permanent problem behind, whereas the bone-smashing stuff will. Like, that's just... Do you reckon he does that? Um, It's, it's jelking. Jelking? It's the other jelking. It's like mewing, but for your dick. And just, like... It's, it's the people hang... He's going to ruin his face. They he's going to ruin um, his dick. They, they, hang, uh, they hang weights off their dicks. <laughs> to try it's, and elongate it. Thing, it's, it's I was like, reading... I was reading these forums, man. This guy, these people on these forums, it's like look maxing, but make your dick bigger forums. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was this, oh God, it's, it almost made me like cry. This one guy was saying, no, I tried this. He tried the dick hanging thing. He's like, I tried it and I tore, like you have this ligament that goes down yeah. the top of your dick. And he tore it. He tore it. He tore his oh. dick. He tore his dick. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and at some point, Yuri or one of his followers is going to be on Swiss News for having like caved in like their fucking yeah. forehead, you know? Just go straight That's through one of the frontal sinuses, yeah. 
Oh, fucking hell, man. Okay, last question for the show. At least my last my last question. Because I, I, I obviously, if it hasn't become clear already, I obviously have an issue of life coaches. I think it's a bullshit profession. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just said, I haven't interacted with this world nearly enough, so I don't have a strong opinion either way. Yeah, I follow too much CoffeeZilla. I've like watched almost every CoffeeZilla video and there was a period where he was just ripping on like life coach, the internet, online internet coaching guru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Such fucking love CoffeeZilla. Anyways, uh, where, in your opinion, Jack, where the hell, <laughs> this is such a loaded question, <laughs> where the fuck do people get off becoming quote unquote life coaches? What quality, like, what could possibly qualify somebody to be a life coach? And what is, a, what is a life coach? And under what circumstances would you hire a life, co- life coach? I guess for, for me, a really important feature of a life coach, if I were ever to, <laughs> to use one, would be I'd need to know them personally. Like, I'm not going to... Trust a stranger with that. Over I'd need internet. to know them in real life. Who's perfectly curated their life, what they're presenting on the internet. Well, that's the thing. You need to know them in real life because no one is perfect. And that aspect of curation means that you can't, you can't learn from the bad bits of this person's life either. And I don't, life coach? I mean, I... I ask people whom I know and respect for advice on aspects of life, but for life in its totality? Life coach. They know yeah, I just, your I, career, your relationships with your spouse, your kids, if you ever have kids. You know, praise be to God. I hope you have kids someday. I, I guess this is, <laughs> God bless, this is a bit God of a cop-out answer, but I just, I just wouldn't. Your I career, you're hating someone whom I don't know. Exercise for advice on every aspect of my life. Why wouldn't say for exercise? Why wouldn't I just talk to someone whom I know that I know is good at this particular some particular type of exercise that I'm interested in? Why wouldn't right? I just talk to them? Yeah, there's this get whole thing advice that, um, from someone you know. You know this fucking von Mises mm. guy talks about specialization, right? <laughs> is the foundation of civilization <laughs> the deepening of specialization so you're going to anti-specialize if you want the best if you want to become the best player at i don't know basketball or whatever in the world you go and get the best basketball coach in the world you don't get don't get a fucking life coach mm-hmm. i think i think if you if you're considering getting a life coach Maybe what you really need is like a therapist or something. And if you're considering becoming a life coach, you definitely need a therapist. <laughs> I'm being so unfair. <laughs> what about you? It under I guess I didn't answer this question. Under what circumstances would you get a life coach? I guess my to, to make my circumstances would have to be radically different to how they are now. I'm okay. What am I? What have I been doing recently? I. I have been studying things I find interesting and talking to my friend, making a funny piece of content, having a funny conversation Mm. and hanging out with someone I love. Like, I'm okay. I think 
yep. I would, I'd have to, in order to end up with a life coach, I feel like I'd have to be having like a midlife crisis or something. Yeah, I but guess also you would I have just, to not know many people in real life. I guess that's that would be a change. Like lonely, like you're lonely. Yeah, because right now, if I want advice, I will turn to someone that someone whom I know. So yep. I guess a circumstance that would need to change for me to consider it, say, paying an internet coach would be that I wouldn't know as many people. Or you don't, you can't think of anybody in your life who you f- trust mm. their advice or something like that. Mm. You're, you're, not, you're not lucky, like, obviously, like, you're a great person, so you've got great people in your life. So, but you have people in your life that and I know some of them <laughs> that are fucking great people. So like it's it's uh that's an that's a but for people who don't maybe have people that they trust mm. in their life, maybe that's the circumstances under which you would ask for a life coach. I made the mistake, you gotta be real careful with this one, Jack, about who you go to for advice. Cause I I like I've got a good therapist now. She's awesome. And uh and uh has been very helpful with me helping me through like anxiety with studying and all that kind of crap. There was a period of time where I went to a, a, an unlicensed, I don't think I've ever spoken to you about this actually. <laughs> I, I went to an unlicensed quote, unlicensed quote unquote Jungian oh, psych- man. psychoanalyst. And uh, it was wacky and weird. And we did like dream analysis and stuff. And, you know, that's why I've got to stick up my ass about the woo-woo shit mm-hmm. is because, like, I had this period of time where I drifted away from, you know, being a sensible person <laughs> and got into, like, the woo-woo stuff. And the union psychoanalysis stuff is very interesting. Like, Jung's an interesting person and all that sort of stuff. But there's a lot of woo-woo fucking bullshit. Yeah. And you go to somebody who's got a fucking nut loose in their head and they can give you really fucking damaging advice and it's at the end of the day like you have to take responsibility <laughs> for the yeah. consequences of your actions and if somebody else is given you advice and you follow that advice and it's shit life that's on you for fucking asking them for advice and then taking it because <laughs> they didn't yeah. have to deal with it and that was that was some of the worst most stupid shit i've ever done was partially informed by the advice i was getting off this Jungian person and very, yeah, very bad decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I have Shit. a sensible, a very sensible family therapist who gives me very sensible advice and doesn't. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I good. think life coaching is dangerous. Not dangerous. I'm not going to say dangerous. It's you're, ask, you, you're treading into some dodgy territory because you don't have to have any sort of qualification there's no standard board there's like none of that in order to be a life coach you can just say you're a fucking life coach <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no nothing this is like milton freeman's uh, ideal free market you can just be i'm a life coach i'm a life coach right now what have i been doing in the last five minutes i've been giving random people out there on the internet about advice about not going and seeing a union <laughs> i should be charging right so anybody can be a life coach that means any fucking doorknob can tell you to hit yourself in the face with a hammer (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Those are our thoughts. You have anything else to thoughts. say about this book? I want to read his other books. I want to see. I, I want to see him jump the shark. <laughs> I'm very interested in his other books. The problem is the price. They're really, really expensive. Do you reckon if we give get him at least one client, he'll like get, chuck us a free coffee? Hey, seriously, people out there, if anybody gets coaching off this guy because you're insecure about your mandibles and you want to learn how to smack it with a hammer, <laughs> tell him Jack and Levi sent sent you, and tell him to get in contact with us. <laughs> I would say if so that we can get a free book. <laughs> I would like to do more. I would like to do more Luxmax stuff. I'd like to do more Black Pill stuff because say Luxmaxing and Black Pill. Yeah, I want to do Black Pill shit. Yeah, they're not they're not the same, but they tend to track together. And I'd, I'd read another one of this guy's books. The problem is the price. So I would pay. I'd pay twenty bucks for. I think I think Warrior Skull Classic. It was two hundred pages or something. So I'd. I'd pay 20 bucks, 30 bucks for 200 pages because that's what you pay for a normal book. Yeah. So my copy of Evola was $25 or something like that. So I'm fine paying that. It's just when, it's, when it costs so much more than other books, I'm not willing to pay it. Uh, yeah. And also when like it's I'm not, I'm not paying four or five times as much for a PDF as I could for a nice hardback edition. Like, I wouldn't even pay 20 bucks for a fucking book by Floyd Mayweather. And all that guy does is get hit in the head for his life. <laughs> any, any book by a boxer, any, any book by any profession that involves being repeatedly hit in the head, I'm not going to pay that much for a book. <laughs> I think this, this guy's an amateur bone smasher. <laughs> not even a professional. But final thing, like boxers... Get boxes and uh, kickboxes and shit. They get hit in the head all the time. It's not like they have like sick, <laughs> like beautiful faces. <laughs> no, and so they just have unless you're on set Parkinsonism, which this guy if he keeps his shit up. We'll have too. He'll definitely be. Yeah, he's definitely going to have that. Uh, Krakow, what's his name? The Croc. Krakow. Croc. Like there's there's this kickboxer, this Russian kickboxer, sniper legs, just knock people out in a single kick, Croc or something. Anyways. I digress. We'll wrap up the episode. Hey? Wrap it up. <laughs> next time, next time, we're going to be talking about Prometheus Rising. Oh, beautiful. Amazing. Is it Robert Anton Wilson? I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, yeah. Is For it some, um, a preview? What is it? What's it about? High level. It's woo-woo shit. We're going to go from <laughs> looks maxing to woo-woo. Tune yeah, in next great. time. We love you. Peace out. We love you. <laughs> keep on giving us money. Or views or Keep on giving us money. I've not made anything. <laughs> give us give us money. Keep on giving us views. <laughs>